what a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? We are back with another episode of Behind the Gorilla. We had a week off last week as I was in uh, Colorado visiting some friends over there. And uh, I hope you enjoyed season four. And now it's time for uh, for us to move into season five. You can't stop us. We're going to do this forever. We are. We're holding you hostage. The other good part is, unlike realizing at the end of the episode, this will be season five. <laughs> That's right. We figured it out, finally. Because uh, we are not going to have an episode next week as we uh, didn't plan ahead enough and baseball season starts. And because we're on the road, I'm on the road that weekend, uh, we're not going to get a chance to record. But I think we have it figured out to where throughout baseball season, we should be fairly consistent with getting out episodes um, every week. They just might not always be recorded that week, but we should at least... Get that figured out. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. But anyway, we're going to have a, a record-setting season four and five, uh, mm. both one episode apiece. Well, let's be honest, though. Like, the uh, the amount of current events we're talking about right now, it's really not that important that we record live at all or, like, <laughs> close to release date. No, Because no. every week you can just insert the same footage of us going, yeah, I didn't watch much. Uh, it's kind of bad. All Elite might do something cool in a few weeks. But right now, who cares? Right. Let's just kind of rinse and repeat. It might change uh, whenever um, AEW starts a weekly program. That might change. Who knows? Uh, although... There is a couple of things. Money in the Bank is going to happen tonight as we're recording this. Again, neither of us really care. Harris isn't even watching it live because of Game of Thrones. I will That's be. The thing. I, I will be partially watching it live because I prefer to watch The Phantom Menace on the 20th anniversary of its release. Um, I will uh, look over and watch the AJ Styles Seth Rollins match, but other than that, it's just yeah. I, I would watch it if it weren't the Game of Thrones finale. Like, I'm <laughs> right. sorry. That's not – I've been watching since season one. I'm kind of proud of myself for that. I'm not trying to be a hipster or anything, but I was on this bandwagon before most of you were. So I just I, – I, I have to finish what I started, you no, know? that's fair. That's perfectly fair. Especially because Baron Corbin's going to win the Money in the Bank briefcase again. And <laughs> right. Raw viewership will drop forever. It'll just plummet. It's done. It's gone. It, it, can it plummet anymore? <laughs> I don't know, but I think we can find It's already out. at, like, all-time lows. Like, and that goes back Double to, like, down. 93. It's, like, at all-time lows. So yeah. I don't know if it can really plummet much more. But we'll see. That'll be fun. <laughs> but the good news is, boy, talk about perfect timing for AEW. I mean, they, yeah. they could not have picked a better time, WWE-wise, for this whole company to get started. I mean, it is... It's just perfect time, and I am so excited. They're going to be on TNT. I'm going to feel like I'm watching Nitro again, and I cannot freaking wait for whenever that starts. I've heard sometime in the fall or whatever, weekly programming will start. or But whenever it is, it is going to be awesome. First time since 2001, and I really hope they call it Nitro, and that would be the funniest thing ever. Uh, they won't because I'm sure WWE owns that, but I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> I think I I didn't even think about WWE owning it. Although you're right, I was just thinking of Cody and the rest of the guys in charge there. Right. 
very intentionally trying to not be WCW because they want this one to work. Right. You know, um, I'm excited about it. I really am. I think you're right. I've never felt more like tired by the product, especially since the week Vince came out and essentially nuked the brand split. Right. By creating the wild card rule, which means we're going to put Roman Reigns on both shows. And then now. they didn't He's even and then they didn't even follow that rule. Yeah. That no, was the broke it, part. like immediately. Right, in, there's in no, that day. Uh, there's no internal consistency in WWE, which is why I'm really excited for AEW, because yeah. I feel like that's one of the biggest things they want to try to create, is like, you read that report where he said they want it to be, they want wins and losses to matter, they want right. to treat it a little bit more like sports, and yeah. not so much like sports entertainment. And that could get tricky in a hurry, but if that just means there's somebody there like thinking about the ramifications of things that characters do and say, that's really exciting. Yeah. No, I agree. It's I, really I, sad I that wait. that's the bar we're aiming for here. But <laughs> Yeah, but Double or Nothing is next weekend, so unfortunately we won't be able to like react to that in real time. But regardless, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll be reacting to it on Twitter, so you'll be able to see our thoughts there. But Yeah, um, yeah I definitely plan on watching it. Um, yeah, me too. I'm disappointed in... I still want to call him Neville, but Pac's match. Is it Pac or Pac? It's, I don't, it's I'm Pac. Just, I'm thinking of the rapper. Okay, good. I'm glad I didn't say that <laughs> wrong. You can tell I'm a huge fan. I know that's his name. I've seen it spelled out. I've just never, I haven't heard that many people say it. Or like the people I have are British. So I'm like, does that count? I don't know. Okay. His match got canceled. That's a real shame. Oh, I did it really? I didn't go. even know. That's very disappointing. Yeah, he and, he and Hangman Page have creative differences, they call it. Because basically... He's the Dragon Gate champion and takes that really seriously and has worked draws with other people in the past because he doesn't want to lose and make the belt look bad. That's, you know, that's that's his side of the story. You might say, oh, well, he just doesn't want to lose. I don't know if that's true. But basically, they want to have like Hangman Page lined up for a real push when the TV begins. Right. And Neville or Dragon Gate maybe doesn't want to lose and they couldn't work it out. But the funniest part about that was the story broke and all of the comments were just gifts of Dean Ambrose or John Moxley underneath it. Like, <laughs> hmm. If only there was somebody we could just plug in. Right, that is pretty They could have a really good, intense, hardcore match. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well. We'll have to see. But uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to uh, to watch it because there's a because there's a baseball game that night that I'm gonna have to call so I probably won't be able to watch it live but I'll definitely mm-hmm. watch it Sunday regardless and I I can't wait I can't wait for that that's gonna be great yeah I'm planning on watching live unless something comes up so catch me uh, commandeering the Twitter asking who everyone is <laughs> Harrison all his independent wrestling knowledge why is Stardust looking like this now what happened <laughs> Oh, that would be so funny if you actually started doing that. Just please don't do that on the uh, the Twitter page. <laughs> I don't want to lose everyone's credibility. That's fair. <laughs> the That's little fair. the little tiny bit that we still have. It can't be worse than when I got Jay Lethal and Jay White mixed up. <laughs> I think that's the worst one. You didn't do that on Twitter, though. You did that on the podcast, but that was right. hilarious. I did that in person. Well, I realized that that was the – at least I didn't embarrass myself by, like, saying it wrong. I'd just been hearing, oh, yeah, Jay White, Jay White, big New Japan push. He's the new champion now. And I thought, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Harris, I, saw him and I was like, wait, who is that guy? Harris, you're the reason why WWE has such strict rules on who can be named what when. It's people <laughs> like you. That is why they changed 
like William Regal's name from Steven Regal when he came to WWE because they had Steve Austin there and Vince McMahon didn't want to confuse people or why Shane Helms had to be called Gregory Helms when he came because of Shane McMahon. You're the reason why WWE does that. But they're not even in the same company, so I feel like that's a little much. <laughs> but they should have just—they should have just called him White, and then I would have gotten it. It wouldn't have been a problem. Uh, I still funny. get the Usos confused, so that's oh, clearly I, bad. I don't policy. know which which Uso is which. I still I have don't. no idea. I don't think. I think there's only a handful of people who do. Honestly, uh, yeah. they could swap them out every week. They they wear the same thing. Like I I I don't know. Anyway, anyway, that that's enough for our uh, lack of current events wrestling talk for for this podcast. So anyway, it was uh, my turn to do the research, come up with the topic. So I went to the old list and uh, had to decide what I wanted to do. And I've had one on there for a while, and I decided it was time. We are going not to WWE or WWF or WCW. Um, Harris, do you have a washing machine running in the background? It's my air conditioner. Can gotcha. you really hear it? It's yeah, literally on the other side of the room. I don't think it can be helped. <laughs> no, that's fine. I feel like I say this almost every episode. It's and, not even that I hear it every time. noticeable like, to me. It's just running 12 feet away from me. I right. didn't even think about it. No, that's fine. That's fine. No, nothing, nothing can be done. But anyway, we are heading back not to WWE, not to uh, WCW, but to the great old wild world of TNA in 2012. <laughs> hey, all right. Now, we've only done a couple of TNA episodes before. Um, we mm-hmm. did an episode on Abyss. We did an episode on Joker Sting. And I, I think that's it. I don't think. Have we done another TNA episode? I can't think of any more. I only know of two or three other things that happened in TNA. I'm pretty sure this is one of them, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, now, uh, now during this time, I was fully watching TNA. I mean, I was watching everything during during these few years. I watched TNA probably for like three or four years straight, um, where I was keeping up with it every week and everything. Okay, so can I ask a follow-up question? Sure. After this angle, were you no longer fully watching TNA? Uh, to be honest, I don't remember. Okay, because that don't would remember. be great if you were coming yeah. <laughs> in this week with, hey guys, this is the moment I gave up on a wrestling That would be funny. And actually, failed. I will get to another interesting tidbit about me and TNA during this episode. So okay, um, we'll, we'll get to that, though. But this took place in May. Now, Harris, have you ever heard of the group called Fortune? The stable. I don't think that I have. Okay, well, it was a pretty big deal during the time. It was like... Basically a revamped, quote-unquote, four horsemen type thing. Okay. Where it had AJ Styles, Beer Money, uh, Frankie Kazarian, I, um, and I don't remember who else was in there. but So Beer Money, for those of you that don't know, James Storm and Bobby Roode, um, or Robert Roode at the time. Um, anyway, there, there was a bunch of these guys that were all kind of in a stable, and they were kind of a pseudo. Think four horsemen in, like, late 90s WCW. Where it's like they're a heel, but they're kind of going against the worst heels with Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff and Immortal. And so they were kind of faces. It was kind of that type thing. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Well, that is over. It, it had broken up, and AJ's great friend uh, Kazarian had turned his back on, on AJ Styles and had joined forces with Christopher Daniels. 
Now, AJ and Daniels had been having a heated feud over the past several months. So he's they're like arch enemies, and Kazarian had joined da- uh, AJ's arch enemy. And this is also the, the, one of the few good things to come out of this story is this is the beginning of uh, uh, Frankie Kazarian and um, Christopher Daniels as a tag team, which is still going on today and is awesome. <laughs> so anyway, that had been going on, and uh, there was this big deal with Kazarian joining Daniels. And they'd been going on now for several weeks about this big secret AJ had. And that they had evidence of it. This has been going on for a while, but they finally, finally Christopher Daniels says if AJ doesn't come clean, then he will show it to the world. Now again, the big deal of this is the fact that AJ is the ultimate good guy, and that's a pretty known fact. You know, Christian guy, family man, all that stuff. All around stand-up guys. So that that's why this is a big deal. Or supposed to be. So <laughs> right, because if it's Ric Flair, this doesn't work. No. <laughs> it's like Because you're like, whoa, Ric Flair had something <laughs> sketchy happen. Like, oh, okay. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair would brag about it. He'd he cut would. A he would, it. he would. He would put it on a t shirt. Um anyway, so the next week Daniels and Xarin come out and they give AJ one more chance to come clean. AJ comes out, he confronts him, Kaz says that at first he had joined Christopher Daniels to protect AJ Styles, which is the dumbest thing ever, And then, but then he looked at the evidence and realized he was actually better with Christopher Daniels, and they were a better tag team than him with AJ. I don't know what that has to do with looking at the evidence, but regardless, he like mixes <laughs> two reasons in like one when he's like explaining it. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Um, he has an envelope with him, Kazarian does. He then opens up the envelope and shows what's inside. And it's a photo of AJ and Dixie Carter standing, standing there like at night. I don't know, some pier or something. I don't even know where it is. So outside somewhere. <laughs> Holding hands. And um, now, Daisy Carter, again, for those of you that don't follow TNA like Harris, she was like the owner, part owner of TNA for like a long, long, long time. Um, And not very good at it. But anyway. So, and AJ just says that's not a big deal. Like, you know, it's, you know, and it's really not. But then, Daniel says he has another one. And he takes another picture out, and it shows AJ with his hand kind of, like, stroking the face of Dixie Carter. A little bit more of a interesting picture. And then the third photo of them is of them in a loving embrace, that it looks like, and possibly kissing. Like, you can't quite tell, but it's very... It, it look It's pretty implicating. And uh, Christopher Daniel says a picture's worth a thousand words, and then him and Kazarian leave the ring. And so that's kind of the opening segment here. We're basically insinuating that AJ Styles, the poster boy of the company, is seeing the owner of the company secretly. That's that's the implications going on here. Now, um, and th- this is all leading up to a uh, the pay-per-view sacrifice, which I remember looking this up and I was like, I could have sworn I covered this. And I did. I, uh, I wrote a recap of this for WrestlingOnline.com back in 2012. Um, Amazing. During this time, I I was doing the write-ups for the TNA shows, the impacts, and the pay-per-views 
for, I it didn't I didn't do very long, maybe a month or so. But uh, <laughs> I did do this pay per view, and it's still up there on their website too, which I found it. So that was pretty uh, pretty. Oh, funny. that's awesome! We're gonna have to tweet. Oh <laughs> no, it's okay. it's horrible. <laughs> I have another question. Okay, um, sure. Is this the famous Steiner math? No, 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 that's not. It's Dang not. it. I know, I know. It's not, unfortunately. Oh, that's disappointing. But so that's like one they ran every year then. Like they have yeah. recurring ones. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, at, sacrifice, at Sacrifice, AJ loses to Kurt Angle in an amazing match, but then at the end gets beat up by Christopher Daniels and Kazarian. Okay. Now, uh, now, the next week on Impact... AJ says that things aren't always what they seem, and he and Dixie have been business partners for 10 years and are both happily married. And then Christopher Daniels and Kaz come out, and Daniel says he now sees how AJ got to the top, and this wasn't about destroying lives, but exposing the truth as to why AJ um, has been successful, which we all believe. And... um, Kazarian then says AJ's always been a good guy, so he asks him what happened in the photos, kind of giving him another chance to explain himself. And AJ says he already told them. And Daniels then says he knows the pictures could be taken out of context, but don't worry, because that's why they invented video. Because I'm pretty sure that is the exact reason video was invented, was to not take pictures out of context. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. (laughs) And we see a video now. Of AJ and Dixie at a hotel walking arm in arm and AJ pulling Dixie into an elevator. AJ Styles then shoves Christopher Daniels and leaves the ring. So now it's starting to heat up a little bit here. It's, uh, you know, this is an interesting, it's an interesting storyline that's going on. And, I I mean, we've had storylines like this happen all the time. But I'm trying to think of any specific one that involved... Like the head of a company in this type of way, because obviously Vince McMahon at one point of in time, well, it was uh, weird for many years in Vince McMahon. But anyway, but it was it wasn't like this. It, it wasn't. Was, I don't. You never had to worry about like John Cena hooking up with him. That was <laughs> that ever happened. Oh man. That's a very different. Uh, that's a very that's a very different show. Yeah, it is a very different show. But yeah, think of it like that. John Cena hooking up with Miss Man. Oh boy. Boy, book that. I'll watch that over <laughs> AEW any day. Let's do it. Let's get weird. Uh, anyway, this goes on for a few weeks, and now we're at the end of May. It's May thirty first. And another interesting thing with this uh, with this feud is it's almost like secondary. Like other things are going on, especially with AJ. He's having a bunch of other matches. It's not just all this one feud, which is kind oh, of interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I wasn't aware of that. Daniels and AJ have a match, and uh, Daniel says he has something that will prove the affair. It um, that will prove the affair, and it's live TV, so that they'll have no choice but to hear it. Well, AJ, that's not how that works, right? <laughs> and half, and half of these shows aren't even live, um, but I think this particular one was live. That's why he's making a big deal about it. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, AJ wins the match, but gets jumped by Kazarian after and beaten up by both of them. Angle then comes out because him and AJ have been tag teaming now for the past couple of weeks, 
And he comes out for the save, and he helps until he's low-blowed. And then he's tied to the ropes with zip ties, which I don't know why this doesn't happen more often. Because um, it's very effective. And Daniels then says if everyone still doesn't believe, then he has definite proof now. And he plays a recording of AJ and Dixie on the phone talking about a meeting, uh, talking about meeting this weekend. And Dixie tells AJ not to tell Serge that he's coming in town. Yes, Dixie's husband's name is Serge, um, which is even funnier. <laughs> Dixie, Serge, and Dixie Carter. That's just hilarious. Um, yeah, that's a heck of a couple right there. And then all I can think of is I don't know how much Craig Ferguson you've watched with the late, like late late show Craig Ferguson. I've been Not watching. A ton. I'm, I've been I'm, watching. I know who he is, but I don't listen to him regularly or watch him regularly. Well, it's I mean he's done. He he hasn't been doing it since 2014. But I've been watching old clips on YouTube for the past several months because they're so funny and and they do a whole character called Serge and he does it in this weird like. Swedish accent or something and he always goes Serge and that's always what I, that's all I can think of with whenever when I saw that name and it made me laugh that's but anyway funny uh, so uh, Dixie then runs out to the ring screaming and that's how the show ends so now we have even more damning evidence uh, between these two so this is uh, this is a, you know this, it's not looking good it's not looking good for our hero I always appreciate an elaborate traps like this where the heels don't like drop it all at once. They drag it out over a couple weeks. Cause even they're like, look, I hate this guy and I want to take him down, but we got to make sure we keep the numbers up. You know, we can't just play right. The pictures and the video and the audio all at once. We got to have them one at a time, like a right. multimedia presentation. This is the way wrestling is supposed to be, which WWE seems to have forgotten. Um, WWE <laughs> would start it. I don't know the Monday before the pay-per-view and then it would be over the next week, this whole thing. But anyway, so the next week, the show starts pretty much right where the last one left off, and Dixie comes out to clear to clear the air, but before she can, um, Daniels and Kazarian come back out, and Daniels says, he knows what happened already, he doesn't need her to clear the air, we all know what happened, and mocks Dixie for obviously not having a fulfilling marriage, um, he says some not very appropriate things, and... Um, so Dixie goes nuts and starts slapping at Christopher Daniels, and he then shoves her down. AJ comes out and chases them off, and then here comes Serge uh, up the ring, looking as uncomfortable as all get out being in the ring. And uh, he helps Dixie up and then turns to AJ and hits him with one of the worst working punches of all time and uh, and leaves as AJ's uh, like looking on stunned. And AJ takes it like a champ. Um, he tries to, he tries to sell it, but I think even he realized it was terrible. So, so he kind of gets up right away. But anyway, it was, um, <laughs> it was, it was very amusing. I'm picturing like, can you compare it to somebody's? I'm picturing Shane McMahon's working punches, especially no. when he first came back and was like sort of rusty. No, it was different. Shane McMahon's are worse still. Um, <laughs> Because it's not like he's doing the little short arm punch. It's not like that. It's like right, right, right. Because that's what somebody somebody was explaining after he came back and started doing those. They were like, the whole point is all of your motions are exaggerated when you do a worked punch, right. except for the impact. Right. So it has to be like wilder and more dramatic, except when you actually hit them. And he's doing the opposite. Right. He's keeping them <laughs> short and really active and stopping about six inches shy of actually hitting them. Yeah. So it's completely inverted. Well, Serge is he like 
he like does a big like haymaker swing and it just it just does it just doesn't look good. It's just not good. Yeah. I mean it it looks like uh the husband of Dixie Carter trying to punch AJ right. Styles. I mean that that's looks what like it looks like. A guy who has no business being in a wrestling ring. Yeah, words. yeah. I mean cuz yeah. he's trying he's like doing an exaggerated punch, but it almost looks even worse than if he had just like tried to fake a real punch. Anyway, yeah. it's yeah, it's just it's not good. Um now, again, though, during this, AJ's having a bunch of other matches. And, like, during this, the Bound for Glory uh, series is going on because the big show for TNA is Bound for Glory in October. And what they were doing, trying to make it, like, sports and stuff, they were doing it where, like, you were having... They had... I forgot how many in, like, the series. And you would have matches with other people in the series. And if you win, you would get a certain amount of points. And then mm-hmm. it would lead up to like a title match at Bound for Glory, and like like several months down the road. So these matches okay, are going so, on for a long time. So sort of a G one situation, except yeah, a little kinda. more extended. Yeah, kinda. And it's it's actually good. I mean, to be honest, TNA is not bad during this time. I mean, like you can you can complain about the Hogan stuff a little bit, which is fair. And then obviously we're talking about something else right now but (laughs) other than these things like there's some really good matches going on at during this time but anyway that's not what we're here for um where we don't talk about positive things so we're gonna you know let's just kind of unpack the angle so far now again it's not a terrible angle so far like it's not good and it's not what i i don't i know it's not what i like in wrestling but, you know, and it's way too WWE crap, but it's not necessarily awful. Like, there's a level of intrigue here. You know, I mean, it's a soap opera, but there there's somewhat of a level of intrigue regardless. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and I mean, even if, like, there's precedent for this in wrestling, too, and I'm not sure the timelines of when all of these things worked out, but, like, Edge was sleeping with management for a bit to get himself ahead, right? Right. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler th- yeah. did that for a bit. Like, if this is going to be a heel turn or some sort of wrestling angle where somebody tries to get an unfair advantage, like, it, it is. It's kind of tacky, but it makes sense, and it's been done before, and it could lead to something pretty good. Yeah, so because of these things, there is, there's this, you know, there, there could still be an intrigue of, oh, you know, what's going, what's actually going on here. Anyway, so another week goes by of drama and stuff and about what's going on or whatever. And AJ has been losing matches now over the past few weeks due and you know due to being distracted with all this. And even like Angle says something to him at some point about it. But anyway, we're finally going to get some answers. Now this is the June 21st episode of Impact. So this thing's been going on for eh, around a month, maybe a little less than a month at this oh, okay. point. Okay. Okay. And uh, so I, I maybe yeah, about a month. And so they both come down to the ring, and Dixie says that this has been going on for too long, and it needs to be out in the open. So basically, for a few weeks, they just like haven't even addressed it, which is kind of weird. But anyway, and um, so they're they're out there, and but when they're out there and about to kind of come clean or whatever, AJ then gets cold feet and says they don't need to do this. They then start to leave, and then some random girl. Or some random lady comes down the ramp. She gets into the ring, grabs the microphone, and says that her name is Claire Lynch. And apparently, Dixie and AJ have been helping her. Um, and that's the big secret. She And she had come to them for help. 
and that the truth is they're not having an affair, but that she's uh, an addict, and she's been trying to get clean. Now, Harris, before I go any farther, I just want to hear your reaction to this. Okay, so I'm. You know what? Hold on. To... Don't 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 say it yet. I'm going to okay. play a little bit of her talking, and oh then I want more of a reaction from this. Oh dear. Okay. I just want to. I just want you to experience. The wonderful, the wonderful sounding mm. and wonderful acting that is going on during this. Mm. Which is why I've come here today to tell you the truth. I do have to do this. Dixie and AJ are not having an affair. I'm an addict. That's enough. That's enough. (laughs) Okay. Enough of that. Okay. So I'm going to try to keep my like objective glasses on for a second because I am familiar with this angle and I haven't like watched it all or anything, but I've just heard enough people talk about it to have known where this was going. A couple things just, just in that clip. One, she's not good at this, which bless her heart. That's not, you know, whatever that, that can't be helped at this point. (laughs) Number two. I love any segment like this where you can hear the crowd trying to figure <laughs> something out in real time. Yeah. They're not having an affair. Uh, <laughs> I'm an addict. What? <laughs> like, that's it. She's talking to us like this is a big revelation. Like, we right. know who she is. Right. And care. Right. <laughs> and, you know, like, if this had been a wrestler coming out who is like no listen guys they're covering for me i have a problem then you're like oh interesting yep. i have empathy for this wrestler now mm-hmm. that i care about it's just a random woman why is this on television at this point <laughs> who cares yep why didn't they why didn't they come out immediately in kayfabe i'm saying why didn't they just come out immediately and say that and say it's really not like part of the wrestling show mm-hmm. it's unrelated there's no need to talk about it mm-hmm now, but now she's now she's here. So we're doing like just an episode of an intervention, basically. At this uh, point, yeah, pretty like much. It's just, okay. Now, an interesting part. You mentioned a couple of things there that I want you to do uh, hold on to with some okay. of those questions you were asking, because at Great. the end of all of this, um, I will uh, talk to you about some other things with how this angle was supposed to take place. So, okay. Okay. Anyway. Uh, she says she started with alcohol and pills and it only got worse. She's literally a crack addict. Like, so who would have ever thought on a wrestling show? But anyway, it, it's also... Did they ever explain how they met, how she met AJ and Dixie? Is that ever... Um, no. Uh, okay. in, interesting that you, <laughs> you would ask a normal question. No, it's not. Um, cool. So as you also could hear from the clip, the acting is what we like to call exquisite. Um, I mean, she is just abysmal. I mean, it, it is the worst thing I've ever seen. And like, look, AJ's not the greatest on the mic. Dixie right. Carter is horrible. And Dixie Carter looks like freaking Meryl Streep, um, compared to this yeah. person. Um, anyway, she says she, you know, she'd been getting worse. And then she was like finding herself sleeping with random people and stealing from her family to buy drugs. So she came to Dixie and AJ for help. 
and they of course, took her. Yeah, naturally, because <laughs> those are the people you go to. <laughs> and uh, and they took her to rehab and kept her secrets to protect her. From what? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh boy! Okay, Wouldn't it protect her more again. just to not put her on TV? Like, I, anyway. Um, right. Exactly. So, uh, just to just to back up for a second and talk about this woman's performance again, it's not good. But she's giving she's been given material like that to work with. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Oh boy. Um. Anyway. Then, then she says that Daniels and Kazarian got involved, and their plan was then to use this to ruin AJ's life. Which, that I believe. But, uh... Right, you monster. You're helping right. a drug-addicted woman who <laughs> right. you don't know right. try to get help. Daniels then you... comes... Daniels then comes running out, screaming for her to shut up. And, uh... <laughs> And like, no, don't, you're ruining everything. Like, that's the way he's coming out, which is just hilarious. And then AJ decks him, and uh, then AJ just beats the balls off him and Kazarian. Like, that was <laughs> that was one of the best parts is, I mean, he he's going to town on him, and that, that ends the show. Um, so that that's the only, like, believable part of this whole thing, where it's like, AJ, like, you were trying to run my name through the mud, so I'm going to beat the crap out of you. That was the only believable part out of this. But anyway... So the next week, we're moving on, and now AJ wants revenge on Daniels and Kazarian, of course, and so, and uh, they have a tag team match tonight. Also, an interesting thing, um, there's a lot of names that are around TNA at the time that are, like, fairly big names now that I had no idea who they were at the time. Like, Taylor Hendricks is, is like, wrestling in the knockouts division, doing things with, like, the TNA, like, gut check thing, which was, Uh like, their... uh, they're like tough enough type thing, huh? Which I forgot. I didn't even know she was part of that. So she was there. I rem- I remember this. Joey Ryan is around uh, in that same gut check thing, having matches on Impact. Which I do remember Great. him. I do remember him at the time. That's. Fun. But anyway, so I just noticed that and I was like, oh yeah, these guys are big now. But um, anyway, so uh, throughout this show, we see pieces of an interview, like a pre-recorded interview with Claire, explaining away all the misinterpreted information against Dixie and AJ. Basically being like, this is what this was, and this is what this was. Anyway. Um, now, uh, in the uh, tag team main event, it's for the tag team titles, which are uh, held by Angle and AJ, I believe, at this time. And it's a pretty good match. And uh, Daniels and Kazarian are not getting along at this point. Which is, like, like Kazarian is not happy with Daniels for, like, this whole thing. Because remember, he was friends with AJ before this. Right. And uh, so at one point, and he didn't even want to wrestle in this match, but I believe Hulk Hogan, who's the general manager, whatever, said he had to. But anyway, and so at one point, uh, Christopher Daniels is about to hit AJ with a chair, but Kazarian then takes it away from him. And uh, AJ then hits a Pele on Christopher Daniels. Kazarian flicks off Daniels and tells AJ to finish this. And uh, AJ then goes down, or he picks him up, or he's about to go for the Styles Clash, but then Kazarian comes back in the ring and wallops him with the chair. So we get like a double swerve there, all within the span of like a minute. And uh, Daniels gets the pin, and they're new tag team champions. And Daniels looks shocked at this point. Like, he did not expect this from Kazarian. And they get the belts and then have a nice big embrace. And then Daniels takes a mic and says that Claire told him the truth, or that Claire told the truth, but not the whole truth. 
And he then says, you can clearly tell she's pregnant, but what she didn't say was that the father is AJ. And that's the end of the show. Oh, great. Okay, okay, (sighs) hang on. So just, I was... I was just about to butt in when you were talking about this match, and I'll say it now. Sure. At this point, again, if I'm just watching this and not knowing where it's going, which I do, I'm thinking, okay, well, that was a little dumb. Right. But it's brought us back to the root of the story, which is these two guys hate AJ Styles. They're trying to take him down, and they're doing whatever they can to, like, deface his good name. Sure. Even if it means resorting to sort of overcooked plots that don't make any sense. That's just how much they hate him. I get that. And now we've doubled back down, tripled down on the soap opera angle and said, no, 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 it's still going. And what you guys are really interested in is this woman's personal life. Yep. Great, on we go. Yeah, yeah, so uh, we're fully engaged at this point. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, now we have another segment. We we have to have another segment where AJ's defending himself. So he's out like the next week or whatever, and he says, so far, everything that Daniels has said has been wrong, so why would anybody believe him? Which is a fair point at this point. Yeah, yeah, it is. Kazarian then comes out with Daniels, and Kazarian says he doesn't get it. Uh, Kaz says what AJ does, what AJ does get though, clearly is, uh, get junkie whores pregnant. And that is a, uh, that is a quote. You can't, (laughs) you can't say that on TV PG, ladies and that's, well, this isn't PG, but, um, right, right. That's, (laughs) that's quite a turn of a friend. So we basically have a literal crack whore on an impact show. Great. And. I'm really. I assume this is just going to lead to a big paternity test on a pole match. If they had any courage, we at all, will that's get there. Next. Okay. All right. Let's <clears throat> go. Let's do it. So uh, Kazarian says that last week he tried to knock some scent into AJ's thick redneck skull. Another quote. Uh, but obviously that didn't work. AJ says, "Well, what will work is when he gets his redneck hands on Kazarian. He's going to rip his head off." Um, <laughs> So that was pretty funny. This is what people who don't watch wrestling think all of wrestling is like. Yeah, and they're not wrong. Um, <laughs> does it? Uh, Daniel says that these aren't empty allegations, and he has proof. And AJ then AJ then cuts a great promo, like one of the best promos I've ever heard from AJ on Christopher Daniels. Um, and he's talking about their feud and how this all started about a year ago. Because the pay-per-view that's coming up this upcoming weekend is Destination X. And he's talking about how a year ago at Destination X, that's when this whole thing started. When um, Daniels wanted a match with AJ and then AJ beat him. And it was like this whole thing. And then, But this time it's um, AJ who wants the match and it's going to be a last man standing match. And it's, it's a great, it's a really good promo. Like on the back end of all this stuff. And, uh, so also in this show, it's the beginning of the aces and eights, uh, thing that was starting in TNA, which actually was really good at the beginning until the wheels kind of fell off. But so like, it's kind of funny seeing all these things. Like this was a big time in TNA, like a lot of stuff is going on anyway. So the next week, destination X has already happened. It's a lot. AJ Styles had beat Daniels in a really good last man standing match. Um, he, he had won by Styles clashing him off of the, like, stage, like, through a table. So it was pretty cool. Um, so 
Daniels and Kazarian come to the ring, and they say this whole thing is just getting started. Uh, Daniel says he can't let AJ keep the truth from the fans. The fans don't deserve to be treated this way. Oh, no. And so he wants to bring Claire down to the ring. Now, um, I'm going to shout out real quick. I believe it was... Uh, great. Now, I'm, now I need to find this. Hang on. Give me just one second. Um, While you're searching, I just want to say I love that his point is the fans deserve to know more about this when any <laughs> fan watching is like, please no, please no, we don't. <laughs> Wait, we don't. That's we the don't want move of all. We don't. We don't. We don't want to know this. Yeah, that is. Uh, that, that is fair. That's a fair point. Let's see. Okay, here we go. I just want to make sure I had their name right. Uh, WrestleView.com. Uh, I be- I basically used all their write-ups to to do this. Um, and they, okay. were, they were pretty good. But one of my favorite things, this is why I mentioned them now, because from as soon as Claire Lynch came out, every single write-up that this guy does, he refers to her as Crackhead Claire. Oh, no. In, in the write-ups. And I find that um, a little amusing. But I anyway. feel like that's all the nuance that this story deserves. Pretty much. So anyway... Uh, Claire, uh, Daniels wants to bring Claire to the ring. So she comes down and, uh, Daniel says he realizes that she was at rock bottom. I was waiting for a reaction there, but you didn't give me one. Um, rock bottom. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like the rock and the rock bottom. No, I get it. Okay. I just don't think there's a joke there. <laughs> okay. Well, fine, fine. We're moving on then. Um, anyway, and uh, and she was looking for anyone to help, and the person happened to be AJ Styles. He says he realizes that in moments like that, mistakes can be made and accidents can happen. AJ then comes <laughs> out. He's surprised that after what he did to Daniels that Dan- at uh, Destination X that t- Christopher Daniels can even walk and much less talk. AJ then said he thought this story was over weeks ago. Which, to be fair, kind of a lot of us did too. But right. uh, Daniel says that that's just part of the story, and he doesn't um, that he doesn't that, that there's a whole part of the story that he doesn't know, and that he and Claire have had a discussion about this, and they agree okay. that addicts need to come clean in the end. Now, hold on. No, hang on, hang <laughs> on. That's not what that means. That's not what that means at all. I'm more upset about that than I should be. <laughs> I feel like he's been pushing his luck for weeks with the, you know, AJ Styles doesn't get it. But you know what he does get, like weird turns of phrase like that. Right. But that's not what – you have to get clean. You have to stop doing drugs. That doesn't mean we have to hear about this on our television, yeah, on our yeah. wrestling program. That's not what that means. No, no. Well, it is to Daniels. Oh, um, I, I, I just love the fact that apparently Claire had a nice little sit down with Daniels to discuss her drug problems. Like, I don't, when did this happen? Like, that, why me, is she asking all these people for help? Why is she asking Daniels, the person who hates the person who actually helped her? Like, I'm, that's the thing. This is all bad, but it would at least, if it was a wrestler, there would be like some reason for them to be talking about this. Right. Right. There's none. Um, well, so Daniels then tells Claire to come clean. AJ then says she doesn't have to say anything to Daniels, which is a fair point, and she doesn't. Um, 
But and then he also says that this has nothing to do with her. So in AJ's mind, he's still like, no, you're everyone's just being played by Daniels, and it's all he's just trying to get back at me. And so right. he's trying. AJ, like the rest of us, is trying to move on and move on to the right. wrestling part, um, <laughs> which is kind of funny actually um, to watch. But she then stops him and says that Daniels is actually right, and that AJ is the father of her baby. Now. So now we have like a junkie crackhead whore, and now she's a heel junkie crackhead whore. Right. The crowd again, starts. Wanna... No, no, no. This is the best part. The crowd starts chanting Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> it's very satisfying. Wow. AJ looks completely bewildered, and that's the end of the segment. Oh, okay, man. So... You when you and I just I think it's funny because a couple of times crackhead, whore, junkie, all this stuff. We're not just like putting those labels on her. The show is the doing show that. has like week after week they're going out of their way to just I don't know like why should we take anything she says seriously at this I, point? I I don't know Harris, but it only gets worse. It gets okay, much worse. Right? How? Why not? So the next week after AJ loses a Bound for Glory uh, series match to Mr. Anderson, he's in the ring and then Claire comes out. She has a mic and is screaming at AJ to get down here and talk to her. Think Vicky Guerrero. Um, yep. She said without the excuse me, but she says she's been calling AJ all week. But since he won't answer, then they'll talk now. Um, she says AJ seems to be having a hard time remembering that night. And so let her remind him. She says AJ had some drinks with her one night and she while she was having problems. But AJ says it's all just happened in her mind. She then <laughs> pulls out pictures with her and AJ in bed together with AJ looking passed out. She shows everyone the pictures as AJ is standing there shocked. Um, and in all of them, AJ is just like unconscious. Uh, she then tells AJ to think about it so maybe he'll remember and shoves the pictures in his face. And it's one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. And and Harris, trust me. you got to trust me. It is so much worse watching it. Like, I left out some of the worst part. Like, just the words that are used of her saying, like, you don't remember, like, hot, passionate night. Like, it is just the worst thing probably ever done in 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 TNA. Or it's, wow. it's, 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 this one segment is worse than all the others at this point. Okay, that's... That's incredible because the I, I haven't seen this segment. I've only seen her talk once or twice and, you know, like heard that clip you just played. But it's like none of the words that she says sound like an actual human being. No, like wrote them or whatever, say them naturally. And the way she delivers them is completely wrong all the time. Just yes. like every yes. inflection. But here's my takeaway from this latest, like fifth swerve that we've had in this story. If like. Assuming that something did happen, it's like one of the two options that I can think of are either she's telling the truth and she and AJ went out and had drinks and AJ got too drunk and passed out and they slept together. Or two, that she roofied him when they went out to get <laughs> drinks together. And either way, that means that AJ Styles' way of helping an addict with her problems is to take her out for drinks. <laughs> That's not what you do. <laughs> that's a well. That's a fair point. And I thought you were going a different way with this. 
um, which I'm going to get to in a little bit with, with, with another problem with this whole uh, uh, situation. Now, to me, though, which I was going to get to anyway, we might as well talk about it now. To me, either implication implies sexual assault. And we're just, like, yeah. fine with that. This is this is not normal. Like we're acting like, oh yeah, he just you know, because again, either he did way, not give enthusiastic consent. No, at least not according to any of this. Not according to her, certainly. <sighs> no. So uh, anyway, okay. anyway, the next week, AJ wrestles James Storm in a in a uh, bound uh, bound for glory series match, and uh, Claire is in the audience, looking just psychotic. Um. As she normally looks, and then I the mean, match. She's probably on drugs. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, the match ends up getting interrupted though by Aces and Eights, who have beaten up AJ Styles, but they don't touch James Storm. This is part of a great storyline with with the beginning of Aces and Eights, where it ends up that James Storm was the leader, but we didn't know that at the time because it was like this big "what's going on" type thing, kind of like with the Shield and uh, CM Punk that they right. tried to do at the beginning, kind of like that, but actually done better than that. Because that didn't really go anywhere with the shield. Um, anyway. Anyway. So, uh, moving on to the next week. That's the only thing that happens with that. It's now August. We started this in, the, like, the middle of May. Great. It's in August. AJ has now been on tour in Australia. And uh, Daniels and Kazarian, they have a backstage segment where they're, like, <laughs> talking about AJ not being there. And they're, like, fleeing the country is low, even for AJ. <laughs> <laughs> which makes me pretty laugh funny. pretty hard again also, the like, only I good thing of this whole thing is Daniels and Kazarian are great pretty much throughout this whole stupid horrible thing so I know like I assume at the time this is one of those deals where like TNA wrestlers could go wrestle for independent promotion uh, right? no that no he's doing he's doing uh, TNA shows in Australia they were oh, doing okay. like some I just love the implication that it's just him no, oh, no, way, no, like no. Going on a one-man tour, like giving speeches and signing autographs. I don't think, I mean, maybe it is. I don't think so, though. I think it's like part of a group or whatever. But anyway, so Daniel says it's up to them to uh, be proper gentlemen and throw Claire a proper baby shower. Oh, boy. So uh, later in the show, inside the ring, Daniels and Kazarian have a table set up with a bunch of presents. And uh, Kazarian reminds everyone that AJ isn't there because he's in Australia and probably they're impregnating someone. Um, Great. He he then says, of course, being the stand-up gentleman that they are, they've decided to invite Claire into the ring. So she comes out and uh, they sit her down. And Kaz says he and Daniels are going to do what AJ and his redneck family should have done and throw her a baby shower. So... Daniels talks about the kids he has and how special this time should be and, and that AJ should be showing her love instead of treating her like crap. Because they these are stand up these are stand up guys, as we've found throughout this whole thing. Uh, of course. They start giving her gifts such as diapers, um, AJ Styles figures, pictures of them, and uh, things like that. You know, nice, nice little advertisement for shoptna.com. And uh, uh yes. And uh, but then Daniel says that there's another gift he's really proud of, and it's a baby doll with an AJ Styles ring vest on it. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's horrible. It's it's horrible. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so Claire then says that AJ needs to do the right thing for their baby. 
and it's abysmal and it's so bad i'm gonna play this little clip of her yelling at the camera here during Great. this thing and uh if you don't want to hear it cover your ears because it is it's it's a thing of beauty aj i know that you're watching aj and this baby is coming and i need you to do the right thing aj for our baby Again, we got an exquisite acting job there, um, e- even better than the other one. And again, you can tell how well it's going over by listening to the crowd, where after everything she says, one or two people go, ah! Yeah, either that oh, or they, they water a lot a lot. also. That's another oh, yeah. another big one. Um, Bless her heart. She was. I, I love the implication that AJ is still tuning into TNA television <laughs> on a regular basis <laughs> right. while he's like on vacation. Right. Well, it's not vacation, but yeah. Um, right. Anyway... Over the next few weeks, the feud kind of slowly limps on with Claire showing up just a couple of times, like cheering on AJ and then like glaring at him when he doesn't respond to her. Um, and then, so now we go to August 16th. It's episode of Impact and Daniels and Kazarian are backstage talking about the new Spider-Man comic and uh, also about the baby that AJ keeps denying. Kaz said he always thought he had better taste in women. And, and Daniel says she looks like the lizard. Jeez. <laughs> and these are the these are the like people for her, which is the funniest part. <laughs> AJ then um con- comes in and confronts Daniels and Kazarian and says they know he must have been drugged to sleep with a foot like Claire. Jeez. <laughs> they are going to town. Yeah, on, I really hate this woman. This person. <laughs> <laughs> And um, he also introduces, this is great, he introduces new stipulations for their match tonight. Because AJ and Daniels are supposed to have a Bound for Glory series match. Um, and I think a co- another pay-per-view has come and gone where, like, there was some, like, ladder match between, like, three or, f- like, four or five people. And AJ ended up winning that. Daniels was in it, too. But anyway. Anyway, they're going to have a match on this impact. But AJ says that if... If, because remember, Harris, I love how you point this out. It's a wrestling show. So if Daniels wins, AJ will accept to being the father. But if he wins, then he gets to have a paternity test. Wow. <laughs> wow. Because that, we need a wrestling match think... for either of those things. That makes me think that he knows he is the father because he's like, listen, I'm probably... This is probably going to happen either way. Wow. Oh, man. That's that's so stupid. I know. As in general, like as a wrestling angle, but also for him to propose. I know. That's like a – you don't even have – there's a <laughs> look to implement Scott Steiner. And, and also, what does this have to do – Also, also like what does this have to do with Daniels at this point? I don't know. Nothing. Like, he's trying to – Egg him into it, but just get a paternity test anyway. Right. You don't need to win a wrestling match. <laughs> no, to do you that. don't. You don't uh, owe him anything. There's no. No. This shouldn't even. This doesn't even need to be on the show. No, it doesn't. Like at all. Oh man, the match though is another great one between these two. Uh, AJ wins I, with a Pele. Hang on, and... I want to interrupt you. I want to interrupt you real quick because okay. I thought where you were going with that was that if he won the match, then Christopher Daniels had to be the father. <laughs> That would be so much better. 
Because it makes even oh. less sense. It's just like, no, no, this is yours now, legally. This is like a trial by combat sort of situation. <laughs> right. We talked about this with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Yeah, one. yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Anyway, in the match, AJ wins with a Pele, and then he hits a Styles class after for good measure. But that that's the end of that show. So the following week, AJ, I guess, takes a paternity test. And we are, we're finally going to get some more answers. Now, Jeremy Borash introduces AJ to the ring. And Styles says, uh, we will find out who the daddy is. Now we've turned into a show of Mari. But um, <laughs> AJ, apolog- AJ apologizes to his family and to the fans who have had to put up with this. Thank you, AJ. And um, Styles says he doesn't remember that night. And he wishes that it never existed. And so we're just going along... With uh, with with this rape allegation, I guess, because it, it's clearly sexual assault, um, yeah, like at minimum, and uh, so I guess we're just fine with that. We we've glossed over that portion, and of he's it. gonna wrestle a match, and if he wins, he well, that's over. Charges. Well, that's over, but yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> he can press charges, right, right, right. <laughs> oh man, but anyway, um, but he does say because he's he's the he's the baby face, so he says if he is the father, he will accept responsibility for the child. But if uh, but if it isn't, then he doesn't want to hear from uh, Daniels and Kazarian ever again. So Borash then introduces Claire Lynch, but she doesn't come out. Instead, it's Daniels and Kazarian, and they ramble on for like four minutes, just saying the same <laughs> things. Like it's it at this point, it's it's just boring. And but they eventually say that Claire isn't there due to placental disruption, I guess. I guess they just went to a dictionary and found something. But <laughs> then a random lady in a business suit comes down the ramp. She gets in the ring and says that she is Claire's attorney. Great. And she says that she then says or she has like a written statement from Claire Lynch. And she says Claire was approached by Daniels and Kazarian to blackmail Styles. Claire right. said she did illegal activities and added sedatives to Styles' co- uh, like Coca Cola. So oh, Styles doesn't drink hey, either. Georgia boy. Right. And uh, th- although they don't say Coca Cola, I threw that in there. But um, oh, oh. <laughs> I know, I know. But then that would have been incredible. I know. But then the photos were taken when he was out for blackmail purposes. Uh, Claire then claims in the letter that she takes has taken responsibility for the actions and has had her attorneys contact the authorities so daniels and kaz are clearly going to jail for a long time right right i mean no she should too because she did right like, i know wasn't under duress i know all of them should yep but the truth is that claire was never even pregnant and uh, Daniels and Kazarian during all of this are just in denial in the ring. Great. And the attorney says that Claire can't convey her regret and hopes AJ can forgive her. And she then leaves. Styles then attacks Christopher Daniels, <laughs> chases them out of the ring. And with that, this train wreck is over. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, all I can think of is all of the other bad angles we've talked about on this show ending with an attorney walking into the ring <laughs> unannounced, uninvited, and explaining it all away. I mean, that's the leaving. way to do it. But, like, it's just a trump card. They just come out and they're like, listen, we're very sorry. This has been bad, and we won't keep doing it anymore. Thank you. And right. then they just, like, close their briefcase and walk out. Right. Now, the reason that this happened um, mm. was that... 
the 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 woman who played Claire Lynn, she was a performer at Universal Studios where uh, TNA filmed. Yeah, that sounds about right. She was the uh, olive oil actress, which is very very apparent. And um, jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's really sad. Actually. Yeah. Um. And her, her name, poor woman. Her name is uh, Julia Riley, and her name eventually got out while this angle was mm. going on, like on the wrestling boards, and she started to get harassed by wrestling fans. So she ended up quitting, and that's why the angle was dropped so suddenly. Well, um, that's fair. Look, the only thing sadder than like being a grown man wrestling fan watching something like this on a regular basis is harassing people in real life. Right. Like, she didn't <laughs> write that. Right. She didn't stop them one day in like the break room at Orlando Studios and be like, you know, it'd be great. <laughs> If I pretended to be a pregnant woman who actually wasn't, that would be really good. <laughs> but, and they were like, yeah, it would. Like, she's just getting a paycheck, guys. But to be fair, like, I could have done a better job in this role as a man playing a pregnant woman <laughs> in this angle. Yeah. Anyway. No. Anyway. See, this is why Ric Flair just owns up to whatever he does. He just rolls with it. Cause, yeah. Because, you know, it saves us some time. It I'm does. Wondering, okay, now I have more questions about the timeline of this whole thing, okay. because I assume what had to have happened is that the two of them found out about this woman and then realized that AJ was not, in fact, sleeping with Dixie. Like, where did it start with them? Did they think according AJ was to this, with Dixie first? According to this, the whole thing started, like... Like, all of it was planned, but that makes no sense. Right, because what is plan A? Like, okay, well, first of all, we know that he's not sleeping with Dixie. He's actually helping this woman, Claire Lynch. But first, we're going to try to frame him for sleeping with Dixie. Well, see, and in then, my... like, if that works, then good. <laughs> and if not, then we move on to plan B, which is like the, the date rape plan. Well, to me, I almost thought of it like as the whole thing started with them coming to her and like... The whole thing of her being helped by AJ and Dixie was all planned anyway. That's almost oh, the way great. it seems so like. And so it makes even less that's sense. That's way better. I like that way better. But she's I don't know which one it's supposed to be. That just make none of it makes sense. So that's where no, my that makes brain even less sense. But I just way, went, if they did that, then that means they knew this was happening and they had this like double agent. And their first plan was still like, well, let's just see if we can get him to admit sleeping with Dixie. <laughs> Right. Maybe we'll strike like, something no, no, there. It's not working. Send her in. Send her in. And she comes running out to interrupt. Like, I don't. I guess. Woo. But then when she first comes out, you see backstage segment of like Christopher Daniels freaking out with like, nobody told me she was here. What is she doing here? Like, why is she out there? So it makes even less sense. I mean, the TNA security is clearly trash because not only did this woman off the street who we've been so frequently reminded is a crack whore she can <laughs> to be fair to be fair they never actually say that on the show they don't say crack whore but it's severely implied <laughs> but then her attorney can just do it it's like you just show up and like open a door somewhere and you're in like just in the park somewhere yeah. i mean that's that's insane now let me let me get to this though because this is even better so aj did a interview like a podcast interview a few years ago, and uh, they asked him about this. I forgot which podcast it was. I didn't write it down. I apologize if this is if I'm talking about your podcast and you're listening to this. But anyway, um, so according to AJ, this was not what the story was supposed to be, um, which I think goes without saying. 
Um, well, apparently AJ Daniels and Kazarian had come up with this idea in the first place where the Dixie stuff kind of happened the way it happened with like this questioning if AJ was sleeping with the boss. But, and and then the Claire Lynch character was, according to AJ, supposed to be like a smoking hot, like blonde hair, blue eyed, like knockout. And she was supposed to be the niece of Dixie Carter. And that is the reason AJ got involved. Because he's like the ultimate company guy and wouldn't want to hurt the company or, or, you know, business partner Dixie Carter and that whole thing. And that's why it was being kept a secret. Um, And then in this, the question would arise, was AJ sleeping with the niece? Like he wanted everyone to, to wonder that due to just how attractive this girl was. Got it. But because all of these important details were left out, it just became yeah. a horrible mess. Like that I mean, that's like, not even great, but like that's significantly that's better. better than this. Even if well like even if like I mean she's not she doesn't look as bad as they made her out to look. Like she's just you know, she, she looks no, fine. She's, she's not she's, like a no, Harris, she's not attractive. She's not a smoke show or anything. She's but not either attractive. way, if they were like it's Dixie's niece and he were being like overly affectionate or considerate, like you could still raise that question. Right. It still could have worked. Why would they leave out the fact that she was meant to be Dixie Carter's niece? I have no idea. That at least answers the question, why are we talking about it? It had like, to it's have been a, dumb. It had to have been a Dixie Carter not wanting it to be that way. That's the only thing I can think of. It, because that it doesn't make any sense. Her, Again, because remember your question at the beginning was why are they helping this random per like that's the whole yeah. question. And that, that that alleviates at least that major plot hole. I bet her niece in real life is on drugs and she was like, <laughs> this would be weird. Oh man, yeah, that would be a little weird. Um, I'm just Again, imagine this happening with Vince McMahon. Somebody is just like, no, listen, I got addicted to meth, and I came to Vince McMahon and John Cena to get them to help me. Like, <laughs> hang on, what? <laughs> what? I know. How, first of all? I know. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. Oh, boy. I mean, it works more with AJ than it would with John Cena, though, but... Anyway, but yeah, yes. ultimately, I mean, if I were addicted to drugs, I would want John Cena's help. Like, that's true. <laughs> that makes sense. But right, access—that's right. difficult. Right. I know. I know. Um, so anyway, that's that story. Now, uh, this was one of the final storylines for AJ Styles in TNA. Later that year, he would kind of uh, adopt an anti-hero type persona, kind of like staying in 1997. Like, he grew his mm-hmm. hair out, grew a beard, and claimed that he was no longer kind of concerned with doing the right thing, but was going to do his own thing, um, and kind of left the company for a while and would only show up, like, periodically, and you didn't know whether he was a good guy or a bad guy and that type of thing. And uh, he would eventually just leave the company in December of 2013, and then, you know, we know that we know the rest from that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's the uh, story of VJ Styles and... Freaking Claire Lynch. One of the worst things ever. Yeah, like I said, I said this at one point. This is what all wrestling fans, or all non-wrestling fans, think all wrestling is like. And I know you were kind of jokingly said, well, they're not wrong, but like they are. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) when I think of why I'm a wrestling fan, and I haven't, you know, I didn't even... I didn't even watch like the pro- like Attitude Era, like whatever the glory days of wrestling. Yeah, I think of like Daniel Bryan and like CM Punk and the Pipe Bomb. So when I tell people that I'm a wrestling fan, 
none of that is conveyed because they're just thinking of overcooked soap opera, like poorly written, poorly acted crap like this. Yeah. yeah. That was, I believe you mentioned like one match that was actually tied into the story, which was the paternity. No, one, which there, I mean, terrible. there was, there was a bunch of matches, were matches that were going that on happened. and there I mean, were matches that, even involved like, in the people like with the parties involved, but it w- didn't really have much to do with the story. Right. That's what I mean. Like just, Oh, man, that's the worst of it. Whenever we find one of these spectacularly dumb storylines yeah. that doesn't involve wrestling at all, right. like, it's just, whew. AJ tried to make it about wrestling He a couple of times. He tried, yeah. but... Wasn't enough. No. So Long anyway... TNA. So anyway, that is our uh, our foray into TNA for, for the third time, and I'm sure we'll be back at some point, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, so that does it for this episode, and that does it for uh, Season 5 of Behind the Gorilla. So, uh, because we won't have an episode next week, it looks like we might be able to squeeze one in this week, but uh, if we don't, then that's fine, and we'll just be back in uh, in two weeks. But we'll see. We might be able to, to make it work, but we'll, uh, we'll just have to see what happens. But go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Behind underscore Gorilla, and there you can keep up with all the stuff and when episodes are coming out and the links to them and all that will be on there. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Markbrand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. You can do that as well and get all of Harris's uh, takes on stuff going on. Yeah, tune in this weekend. I'll be watching Double or Nothing and, you know, just generally confused. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be very amusing. I'll be the one guy who's like, Dean Ambrose is here. And everybody's like, no, that's not what he's called anymore. <laughs> you absolute Mark, you idiot. Uh, that's fair enough. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, anyway, go and uh, give us a review on iTunes. Leave us a rating. Drop a review there. That always helps for sure. Doesn't have to be good. Uh, you could be like, why are they talking about this crap? And then just give us one star. And that's fine. And that, that's fine. That's fine. And more more than merrier. Although, if you're going to give us one star like for the content of the podcast, that is a little <laughs> weird. Because we're very openly about the dumbest things going on. ridiculous things that happened in wrestling. It's very true. You know, that's like going on a cooking podcast and being like, why are they talking about food all the time? (laughs) I hate it. Like, you don't understand how categories work. That's not our fault. I just want to throw that out there. else we'll own up to. But, like, what you see is what you get. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. Fair point. So, again, that does it for this episode of Behind the Gorilla. Thanks so much. Mark? Yeah, what? What's happening with David Arquette? Oh, my gosh. David Arquette, you are right. We do have to do our segment. (laughs) What is up with David Arquette? Now, uh, with David Arquette, I have no idea what's going up. I know he's had he's had a bunch of matches. Um, Cut a great uh, promo that was on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, I posted his promo on Instagram uh, where he shows how much of a badass that he is by cracking open some Pop Rocks and a Coke. And uh, taking that at the same time, like you're, I mean, you shouldn't be doing that. That's dangerous. It but, is. But he does it and he accomplishes it. He's got a bunch of awesome stuff, just awesome pictures and different things from some of his matches. He had a match with Jungle Boy. Um, uh, I know and with Bar Wrestling a couple of, I think maybe last week. And so that was pretty, that was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just, just follow him on Twitter and that, you can figure out what's more up with David Arquette because... I, I didn't prepare a David Arquette segment because I forgot today. I was literally working <laughs> on the episode till like an like an hour before we recorded, 
Uh, no, no, that's okay. I just wanted to talk about that promo, so we're, we're fine then. That's, that's, no, that's fair enough. I know he's got some other stuff scheduled up, and apparently he's, uh, I think he's drawing his wrestling career to an end, just from some of the things that I've seen him posting, him talking about, like, the, possibly the last time he'll wrestle in, like, Los Angeles or something else he's posted, so Man. he might be, uh, he might be winding down the old wrestling career, which is a little sad. That um, is sad. We need to at least get him on AEW one time, just to... Just so when if they go under, we can say it's his fault. Oh yeah, that would be great. That, that would be awesome. <laughs> like, can you just imagine though? Like he's just busting his butt for years to like train, and then goes and almost dies in a match because he's bleeding so much, and wrestles for like years, and then just appears in AEW one time, and then people are like, "He's killing! He's doing it again! <laughs> he did it again!" <laughs> I feel like that's the old, that's like a big reason why he would purposely never appear in AEW. I, I agree. I think you're right. Which is even funnier. Yeah, it is. Oh man. Anyway, oh, no. so uh, that and other stuff is what's up with our patron saint, the great David Arquette. So uh, yeah, that does it for this episode of Behind the Gorilla. Again, I'm Mark, and I'm Harris, and have a wonderful rest of your week.